stoked a to be back uh back on the show this week but also uh to have tommy here man we're excited to have you Hell back yeah dude. yeah you know it's funny if, if mark was already on i was gonna open with uh hello man mark do you guys <laughs> like scary movies and just, oh you know shit. get all get all corny <laughs> on you uh i haven't practiced my ghost face in a while but i used to do ghost face pretty pretty well that was pretty good my ghost face got blown out i can usually do ghost face because he's also kind of like a fat guy with like some jowls so i can usually match his timber but my voice sure. is kind of fucked up today from my head cold so it yeah. doesn't sound so good like i tried to do it for <laughs> jess earlier she's like what does because she doesn't watch horror movies and she's like what does ghost face sound like and i and i tried to imitate him and she's like that's weak dude and i was like <laughs> i know I, know. Like, I don't know what he sounds like, but it's <laughs> yeah. not that. It's definitely not <laughs> that. <It's> terrible. <laughs> Did you guys ever have like the voice changers back in high school when the shit no. when the first movie came out? No, I always thought that was a made up movie thing. I was like, I, I like I knew the talk boy was real. But once yeah. that vocoder shit came out from with Scream, I was like, nobody has that shit. Nobody has the well, technology. So the ones that you see in the movies where it like fits in the mouth of the mask, I've never seen one like that, that efficient or, or great, but there, <laughs> there was shit you could get at like Spencer's gifts. That was like a, a noise maker, but it could also change your voice. So it could do like a robot voice and an alien voice. And one but of them wasn't that, was that you like talking through like a, a toy that looked like a megaphone? Cause a the one in scream like, looks so slick. It's like this little oh, like yeah. cartridge almost. Right. Yeah, the Scream one was was way more advanced, and I'm sure just like a, a prop, you know. Well, like, now, uh, dude, in the new movie, without giving anything away, now in the new movie, it's like this little cool cylinder with like a red light. Like it looks like it like slots in next to your neck or something. Yeah, like it's a chip. You just yeah, like they've in. gone all Westworld with it. All of a sudden, <laughs> yeah. it's like this cool bit of tech that the yeah. killer can use or killers. Oh, <laughs> hold on, let me hit this. Spoiler alert. If you're hearing this, you know how we do on this show. We're going to fucking spoil Scream 6. So if you're one of the people who didn't go see the movie this weekend, record-breaking, for the franchise at least, record-breaking box office. It was the highest-grossing opening weekend for any Scream movie ever. If you did not contribute to that and you're waiting to see this shit on streaming, which is fine, but if you're waiting, bow out of the show now because we're probably going to start spoiling shit pretty much right away. That's usually what happens when we open the show with a giant spoiler warning. Also, really quick, before I introduce our illustrious guest and our friend, I have to again say I apologize for my voice. I know we suck, man. We had our hundredth episode, then we took the week off, and then I'm back and I sound like shit because I have a <laughs> fucking head cold. I don't know what to do about it. I'm sorry. Okay, so with that out of the way, <laughs> I've acknowledged it. We can move on. You at home think I sound like shit. It's fine. Okay, I know I sound like shit. Mark, just when Mark thought he had enough to worry about on the subway, Ghostface goes to New York. 
Mark is Thank here. Thank God it was not New York. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God it was Toronto playing New York, or Mark wouldn't have survived. <laughs> I want to know what Mark would have done on the subway train with all the ghost faces and like everybody dressed up. A, when it's Halloween, by the way, no one's in there. There's like two people in a costume on the train. It is not filled with yeah, perfect that was costumes. Total bullshit. I was like, this is definitely not. Mark, no what would you have done York if there were six ghost faces on your on your train up? I think I'd probably just get off at the next stop. You know? <laughs> 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 I'm out. Sometimes Mark, there's a cop there, you know. And other Mark, people. I was hoping you were just gonna fucking blast the train, like fart in the train, and just try to clear everyone out. Just be like, get out. I don't have that power, unfortunately. Here with us this week, <laughs> not on the on the subway train, is our friend. And slasher expert, and I would say big time scream fan, right? That's like fair to say. Yeah. Big time scream fan, <laughs> Mr. Tommy Nuggets. Hey, hey, thank you guys for having me on. And uh that is quite the intro. Uh I'm definitely a fan of the Scream franchise. So um yeah, I'm a big scream nerd and a slasher nerd at that. So thank you guys for having me on for this one. I've been excited about it for a while. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. We were, I think Mark and I pretty much knew right away when we were going to talk Scream 6. We were like, we got to get Tommy for this episode. He has so to we'll, be on. Yeah, so we'll lift the curtain a little bit. So Tommy was originally going to review Cocaine Bear with us. We were like, oh, that sounds like a fun, wild time. We haven't talked to Tommy in a, in a little while. Let's get him for Cocaine Bear. And then it was like, oh my God, Cocaine Bear happens like basically right on top of Scream 6. We were like, we would rather talk to Tommy about Scream 6. He's a Scream guy. He's a slasher guy. Let's have him come for Scream. Because for Cocaine Bear, we were like, your talents would have been wasted, I think. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what are you going to yeah, say? You were going to say what we were going to say, right? Right. And it was a fun movie. Any bro probably went and saw it and walked out like, hell yeah. But, you know, yeah, I, I would have just echoed your guys' hell yeah, whatever. And 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 it would have been a waste. So that was exactly Here with the slashers, especially a guy like you who's like very well versed in the genre, I'm, I can't wait to hear your takes on this movie, on the franchise as a whole, and the killers. Uh, yeah. and, the kill, and the killers, yes, there's multiple killers. And the killers what? revealed in this one. But before we do that, let's do some quick house clean. Housekeeping, you want in for pillow? Please go away. Let me sleep for the love of God. I will always play that, especially when Tommy's on, because he loves Tommy Boy. Tommy Boy. <laughs> yes, sir. Absolutely. Um, I'm over here. I'm over here shadowing the line as you're playing. Not that's right. That's not right. wanting to fuck up the vocals, but I got to do it, man. I got to emulate it. <laughs> kind of hotel is this? <laughs> um, really quick, top of the show. Remind, I, mean, I said I'm going to do this every show and I meant it. We have a Patreon. Go and join our Patreon. Support our show if you can. For as little as a dollar, you can help keep this show running and get access to exclusive uh, extra content whole other podcasts early access to i was dropping shit on there today so uh we thank our current patrons and we invite more patrons in so please do check it out it's patreon.com slash the matt mark movie show you can also join us a link is in the cho notes really quick housekeeping item number two this is exciting i think so Tommy is also a big physical media guy. We talked about this on your last, on your Megan appearance. We, we went into like all those great sales. So I know Tommy also picked up these discs. I got the fucking steel books for Mask of Zorro 
and mm-hmm. Air Force One. Okay, that's not the announcement. I didn't break into the show just to do that announcement. <laughs> that would be so dumb. I want everyone to know Check that these out, are the guys. DVDs I've I got. got. Two more steel books for my massive steel books. <laughs> this is the, yeah, Scream isn't the headline. It's just the bullshit on my shelf. No, and here's what we're gonna do. This is why I'm talking about it. I want to do a thing because I don't use these. I have digital codes for both of these movies. I have a digital code for Air Force One. It's a 4K copy, by the way. And I have a digital code for The Mask of Zorro. If you, so we have two codes to give away. If you want to win a code, this is what you got to do. Review our show. Go and review our show and then screen grab your review. Even if it's one star, but if it's one star, dude, I'm not fucking giving you the code. I'm gonna tell you straight. (laughs) At least three stars, screen grab that shit and email it to us. At mattandmarkmovieshow at gmail.com. The first two people that send me screen grabbed reviews for this pod, I will give you, I will gift you a, a code. And if you're the first person, you get to pick because the second person doesn't, right? The first person's <laughs> going to show up and be like, I'm a massive Antonio Banderas fan. I can't, I like to take my shirt off when I see Antonio. You can pick Mask <laughs> of Zorro, okay? But if you fucking wait five seconds and you miss it, and maybe you don't like Antonio Banderas and our first place person like Air Force One, you're shit out of luck, is what I would say. We should take bets on who chooses which one first. Which I'm do you think? Yeah, Air what do you Force think the first one? You think Air Force One's the first to go? I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to say Mask of Zorro uh, oh, because wow. here's why. I actually did not pre-order the Air Force One, oh. but I did scoop up Mask of Zorro, the same 4K steelbook. So um, I like Air Force One. I love gary oldman in it he's so fucking sinister and just like he's a chameleon dude he he is such a good actor in every role but like his his villain roles to me are like his best roles and uh so and that's like probably his best or one of his best villain roles but i did only scoop mask of zorro because i also scooped like three of those retro uh vhs cover blu-rays i love those dude um, i got problem child because of your post Nice. Yeah, I scooped that. <laughs> I scooped fear, and then I scooped the fan, which is still oh, not the arrived. fan. The fan Whoa, is a great that. movie that no one remembers. You're talking about the one with De Niro well, and Wesley Snipes down. and Benicio, yeah, Tony, Benicio Tony del Scott. Toro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tony Scott directed, and dude, I am a diehard Tony Scott fan, and he never gets the credit you know he deserves. He's I agree. obviously Ridley is the guy that everybody knows about, but Tony Scott, man, R.I.P. He he was an awesome yeah. director. Um, oh yeah. Well, and you know, Mark. His... Mark goes to town for Ridley Scott, but you also love Tony. <laughs> you love Tony's movies too, right? Tony Mark? Scott's awesome. They're both yeah. fucking great. I mean, yeah. look at how many legendary films they have. You know what I love in the fan? I always remember the bit in the beginning where he's selling the knives and he has to keep shaving his arms, and he goes, "He's doing it so much." He goes, "I'm gonna have to start shaving the hair on my ass." Yeah, the he runs out he gives in the hair. store. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> and the only other thing I remember is De Niro kills Benicio del Toro in like a sauna or something, right? It's like a very <laughs> steamy area. Benicio's like a major league baseball player and De Niro takes him out. Spoiler, yeah, by he, the way, for yeah, a movie that's like 30 for the years fan. old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, that's a sweet movie and, and I'm a big Wesley Snipes and, uh, you know, Tony Scott guy, but uh, De Niro turns in a really good sinister performance yeah. in that one. We don't uh, have too many, like we have like five good De Niro psychopath movies. It's like, Cape Fear, Taxi Driver, King of Comedy. I would put the fan in there for sure. Yeah, yeah, totally. 
Um, so, you know, anyway, since I bought all that other stuff, I was like, I'll hold off on Air Force okay. One. It is it is streaming. And so, so theoretically, wait. Tommy, you could scan Tommy, write the system, that review right write now. the review, I I screen grab it. You guys are going to ask me a question and I'm going to I'm going to be here <laughs> typing at least a three star review. <laughs> <laughs> No, real at talk, least though. a three star. I mean, you bumped two and a half by accident. Yeah. <laughs> Here's what's gonna happen: the person who gives me a three star review, you will automatically get the opposite of the one you ask for. <laughs> yeah. You get option two. <laughs> yeah. Dude, let me ask you this: Don't you hate? I, maybe this never happens to you, but when you, you know, I know you like to brag post like I do when you scoop some new physical oh, media. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Um, so you go to the gram and you're like, check out what I got. Well do you have people like just dropping in your comments and this pisses me off because they don't even like the fucking post 90 percent of the time they just drop in the comments and go can i get that digital code bro <laughs> and you're like <laughs> oh my god like, no like, i don't even know oh dude it happens to me like probably every third time <laughs> if that you I post. do that if you're a person who <laughs> listens to the show and you do that shame on you yeah. fucking shame on you well, and especially so if it was like you guys that asked me that or or a fellow, you know, I would, dude, I would be embarrassed if I was in your <laughs> comments and didn't like the post and was like, hey, Tommy, can I get that code? I would be like ashamed of myself. Like <laughs> you're a friend. I wouldn't do that to my friend. I wouldn't even do that to someone online. I didn't know because it's yeah. such an uncool move. Don't do that. And that's who it's always been Can is someone I don't code? know, <laughs> you know, because it'll be like the, they probably follow the hashtag physical media or yep. something like that. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and then they'll be like, hey, man, and they don't follow me. I don't follow them. They yes. don't like the post and they just ask for the code and I'll be like, nah, it's spoken for, which it's not. I got fucking 50,000. Dude, you're a good person. I would send that person nasty shit on the mis yeah. messages. <laughs> I would be like, send me dirty. Send me a picture of your asshole. <laughs> just dirty shit. <laughs> to see what yeah. they would do because that's the level if you're gonna come at me in the comments asking for a free code and you didn't have the audacity to even like the post right that's the response you get now matt's gonna get a whole bunch of now i'm gonna get a whole bunch of invitations yep yeah it's not an invitation folks you don't have the code written on the rim yeah. and i have the code for puss in boots and it's a spread ass yeah that would be great no one's getting the code for puss in boots that's mine that's mine and i also want to say that's a goddamn shape that's why the oscars is a farce puss in boots the last wish did not win best animated feature and that's fucked up and this is not a bit that's a goddamn great movie and you fuckers missed it everybody missed it bro i did watch it this last weekend because of you um and i liked it i will say i just i i, I haven't been in the mood for like cute animated stuff lately so it's oh, been yeah. I, I kind of force watched it and it, at 39 years old, I got to be like in the right frame to really, sure. really <laughs> sure. enjoy it to the fullest. <laughs> but again, I'm a big Banderas fan and uh, the movie, the animation style was awesome. How they switched between like the rustic, almost, it looked like stop motion animation. Yeah. Mixed with it's that, it's that spider verse style. Yes. Cool yes. Yes. Spider -verse. I was, it was in the great. right frame of mind for sure. I was in a deep, dark place when I saw that movie. Uh, Mark, you also really liked it too, right? It was fantastic. That's probably fantastic one of the best movie. villains I've ever seen in a movie, animated yeah. or not. They gave it to, um, I mean, Guillermo del Toro is nothing to fuck with. You know, I love Guillermo, but this is why I'm saying, man, you can't depend on the Oscars. Sorry. No shade to love of cinema. I know they love the Oscars. They, those <laughs> boys are all over the Oscars, did a whole Oscar thing, which was very funny by the way I listened to it. But uh, I just can't. I haven't watched an Oscars in like 10 years. I just don't oh, care. Damn. 
I, I didn't watch it. I, I was a little invested this year because as soon as I walked out of the theater of everything, everywhere, all at once, I was like, Michelle Yeoh needs to win. Jamie Lee Curtis needs to be nominated. Yeah, fucking Laurie Strode uh, won an Oscar. How about that? Yes, <laughs> finally, right? First time nominated and she, she took it home. And she um, shouted out the fans, the horror fans. That she's, yeah. She thanked horror fans for keeping her career alive. I mean, they got her there, man. Otherwise, she'd just be, you know, she'd just be a personality chilling. She'd just be and... the topless lady from Trading Places. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> First boobs I ever saw in cinema, by the way. Really? Is that true? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, you That's know how awesome. kids kids have baby books my, in in my baby book it's like first drive-in movie and it's trading places it's trading places i'm like isn't jamie lee yep yep she is that's, so, right. yeah. that's laurie strode yeah. <laughs> that's a good that would be a good topic first boobs you can remember seeing so tommy <laughs> is jamie lee curtis trading places mark first boobs in a movie do you remember seeing oh, what were your first God. boobs you remember that's a tough one, actually. First boobs in a movie. Shit. I'm going to tell you mine is, is like something I, I probably can't even, I couldn't even name the woman or the character. That's unfortunate to say. I, I'm sure it was probably like from some Steve, old Steven Seagal movie, like Out for Justice or something. Like <laughs> yeah. There was always boobs in those movies. My dad always had those movies on. What's the one with the Jamaicans? Um, uh, is, is that... That might be out for justice, right? No, out for that... justice is the one with William Forsythe where he kills him with a corkscrew. There's one where he <laughs> fights the 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 Rastas. I want to say it's like, it might be like de dead. Oh, you death! Know what? Uh, death. <sighs> Mark for I'm... death. Mark for death. That oh fuck yes, yes, Tommy. That's exactly wait, it. Wait, wait. That's exactly yeah. it. Yeah, Dude, I, I knew I, I knew it was in there somewhere. There's uh, boobs galore in all those early Seagal <laughs> movies, like from eighty, from like eighty six to like probably till today. I bet he's probably still got yeah, tons of boobs in, still, in his movies. He's still at it. He just but I'm sure it was much. boobs from one of those. Like I saw boobs in like an action movie, and I was like, "Whoa, what ha what happened here?" <laughs> <laughs> Let's watch more action movies. <laughs> yeah, I love Seagal. He's the best. Uh, so there you go. <laughs> That was a good, that was a good tangent. Uh, there you go. That's our house cleaning for the week. Check out the Patreon. And if you, again, if you want to win the digital code, write us a review, send the screen grab to Matt and Mark movie show at gmail.com. If you're one of the first two people to do it, you can win a free digital code. It'll either be for mask of Zorro or air force one get in quickly and you can pick. All right, Tommy, I don't know if you have been keeping up with us, but we've been doing this the last couple weeks. We did this last week and I want to play a game with you and Mark. We're going to write down our predictions. We did this on our Hellraiser episode and we did this on Cocaine Bear. And this is something I want to kind of regularly bring back because it's so fun. And we have to credit this with Mark. This was Mark's grand idea back in the Hellraiser episode. And it was so fun. And I was like, we got to bring this back. We got to bring this back. So we're doing it again. So here's how it works. We are going to guess what the other people on the show thought of Scream. So I'm going to guess what Tommy thought. I'm going to guess what Mark thought. Vice versa, they're going to you know, guess what I thought. And we're not going to reveal them right away. Then we'll go into the review, do our thing. And after the review, we are going to reveal what our initial predictions were for each other. So I'm going to write down quickly one for Tommy and one for Mark. All right. I'm going to guess one down, and I'm gonna right now. I know this is not interesting to people at home. You're hearing <laughs> pen scribbling paper, but hey, it's I, ASMR. It is bonus <laughs> yeah, exactly. content for free. <laughs> Okay, wait, hang on, and I'm going to say, wait, uh, uh, okay, all right, I'm trying to sign things out, sound things out so that I have some vocals going. All right, so I've written them down. <laughs> I'm going to take my prediction post-it, and I'm going to fold it up and put it over here, 
and we'll reveal that after our review. Here we go. Scream 6, directed once again by the directing team of, I want to say this guy's name is Matt Bettinelli-Olpen and Tyler Gillette. But this is what's cool, that I don't think we covered this on our Scream 5, I call it Scream 5, on our Scream 5 episode last year, Mark. These two guys, they were the direct, part of the directing team Radio Silence that made uh, one segment at the end of VHS. It's the segment where all the dudes are in the haunted house. And it has all the crazy effects with the arms are reaching through the walls and shit. Radios, I had no idea these were the two guys from Radio Silence. I had no idea. Did you know that, Tommy? Uh, yeah, they also did that uh, Ready or Not movie. With, yeah, uh, yeah, that's how Samara I knew them. Weaving. Okay. But, but it wasn't Radio Silence for Ready or Not. It was because Radio Silence is four guys. It's like one of those teams. Director oh. teams were like hot in the early 2000s and then they kind of <laughs> phased out, right? And so, so Radio Silence know. did VHS, but only two of them broke away to now have this movie career. So was Ty West part of the original, the core four of Radio Silence? <laughs> no, no. Ty West was always just a one man, just a one man show. Radio Silence okay. did their bit and he had his own bit. Because I know, obviously, him and you know several other directors were part of the VHS stuff, but I th- I thought Radio Silence was just the two dudes, and because their names are so hard to pronounce, I, I was just, <laughs> you just call them Radio Silence. Radio Silence, yeah, directed that's, that's by Radio Silence. <laughs> that one guy's name is a doozy. It's like Matt Bertinelli, Olson, Jonathan. Like Jesus, pick a name, one yeah. name. Pick a last name. This is Hollywood. You don't get two. That would be pretty badass if you're like, you know what? We're not part of the directing team anymore. I'm just going to change my last name. My last name, I'm Tyler. I'm Tyler Radio Silence. This is Matt Radio <laughs> Silence. They just adopt it as the surname. That's how you do it, man. That would be so much better, right? Uh, this was interesting. So to kick off our, our, our discussion of Scream 6 here, once again, spoilers are in effect. This was interesting. I wanted to ask Tommy about this because I think... I saw it in 2D. Mark, you saw it in 2D? Yeah, I went to the, but I went to the Dolby Atmos. So okay, so cool. oh, so oh, Mark nice. had a lovely screening at the, at the Dolby. But I wanted to ask, <laughs> Tommy is the one guy on this show who saw the movie in 3D. They apparently did a 3D version of it. And I was I so curious about how it went. How was, the, how was the 3D Scream 6? So, you know, honestly, I was a little underwhelmed by the 3D. Um, I know it's something they did in post-production. It wasn't, you know, filmed in native 3D. So I, I, I didn't have huge expectations for it. But also I know, like, No Time to Die, uh, the, the last Bond flick to come out, was done by the same um, 3D studio that did the post-production work here on Scream 6. So I, I was like, well, it, it, could, it could be good. They could pull it off. And I'm a little bit of a sucker for 3D, man, because I have a nice, set up at home so i figure i can watch an excellent 2d version at home but sometimes in theaters i just want to be immersed by everything you know i want to have that that sound that that video and that kind of like physical jumping out at me experience and scream was definitely underwhelming uh in that regard it it was i don't know it looked good you know, nothing mm. about the the picture was was subpar, but there just weren't many 3D gotcha moments. It didn't feel like a lot of depth was was properly used. Um, so it was I just know, really like, just a post convert job. Yeah, and and sometimes they do that and it's okay, but in this case, I, I just felt like it was it was a little underwhelming. I probably uh, would recommend to most to just check out the 2D. Um, I went 2D, and I would have just for the the gimmick. I would have gone 3D because I think it would have been fun and, and definitely in the spirit of 
like Jason takes Manhattan, right? Which I think right. also was in 3D. Um, I wanted to like maybe have that kind of fun experience, but it wasn't offered at my local. My Cinemark did not. They only had 2D only. And um, I didn't even get to see it in the XD, the extra dollars. I didn't even get to see it in the XD. I saw it in like a regular like 2D showing. It was like me and I'm not fucking kidding. Me and a bunch of kids. And when I say <laughs> kids, I think you and your mind think TikToky kids, like, right. you know, 16 year olds. No, I'm talking about literal children, five, six years old who what? are with parents. Yes, I'm not kidding. They yeah, brought heard, kids to the movie. I swear I heard like a toddler cry in my theater uh, <laughs> at one point. And it was it was quick. They weren't like disruptive, so it wasn't annoying or anything. That was but the parents I, smothering them. Yeah. <laughs> no, Shut the fuck up. You will not embarrass me at Scream. Six. What's your favorite scary movie, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> fucking shake the kid. <laughs> Told you to go to sleep. I have uh, literal <laughs> children in my screening. And and to and you know what? Thankfully they were like not a problem, but I was still a little uncomfortable because like in my row, you know, while like people are being fucking gutted. Yeah. There's like a five year old kid yeah. with like a fucking baby shark blankie. Like, what's up? <laughs> I was like, that kid. Does that kid I saw a little of myself that because at that age? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. in twenty years you're gonna have a shitty movie podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it's not, you know, you don't look at those kids and be like, they're ruining that child. You just look at that kid and go, Yeah, I've been there, kid. Like I yeah, know dude. what you're in for. I know Welcome to the life, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> it does feel as though that's the best time to see horror movies because you actually believe it. You're like, Wow, this is a documentary. Yes, right. Yes. Not even documentary, you just think it's real life. You see a giant yeah. ghost man I'm coming out in your face. Someone gets stabbed yeah. to death. Yeah, exactly. Your Earlier, I was, go to... I was eating Jello, and now my life is in physical danger <laughs> by a ghost man. And I never want to go to New York ever. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so wait, Mark, you saw this in Dolby. Yeah. How was that? Lucky you bastard. I, I, I'm going to go with Tommy on this one, but with also for the 2D. The cinematography to me didn't really stand out that much. It was kind of shot very plainly. So the sound effects and everything were good, but visually I was like, okay, I could have seen it. I think I could have seen it in a regular screening and have been wow. completely happy. I'm gonna um I'm gonna use that as a jumping off point because I also thought that this movie was kind of visually ugly, <laughs> but I much preferred and and I and I want to ask each of you guys this too about where you sort of stand, stood on the last scream, especially compared to this one. But, like, I really liked Scream 5 a lot. Like, I liked it a lot. In fact, I rewatched 4 and 5 going into this one. Just because I knew Kirby. Nice. I fucking love Kirby. And I was like, I've seen 1, 2, 3 so many times. I just want to rewatch the Kirby one. And I'll rewatch the new one because I like it so much. And even rewatching it, it cemented the fact that like, I genuinely love Scream 5. I think it's, like, a fantastic little movie. And I love the way it looks. Especially the... The hospital scene, you know, where Dewey rest in bed, where Dewey <laughs> takes it, right? It looks so good. And here I was, a, that was one of my gripes. Uh, and I'll just phrase it like that, I guess, for now, is that I thought the movie was very muddy and flat looking. I didn't like the way it looked. So I'm with you on that one, Mark, for sure. You didn't get a sense of fear in the cinematography, too, just because of how plain it was. I didn't really yeah. feel as though it was like as You remember scary. like in the in the last movie, there was that great bit it's a visual bit where um, when they arrive at the original Stu Mocker house at the end and they realize where they are, the camera sort of cranes out and twists as it comes yeah. out. And it has such personality. It's like, 
it's such a great trailer shot. There's no shot like that in this movie. There's no <laughs> big visual touch where it's like, we're really going to put a stamp on this. Like that's what I kind of noticed. And I'll, and I'll carry this over is um, kind of like Jason takes Manhattan, right? Where there's that great bit where he's in the middle of Times Square. Like what the fuck? What's up before he punches the guy's head off before he attacks <laughs> people on a boat, he's just standing <laughs> in Times Square and it's a crazy fucking idea where you're watching yeah. this guy we know in the middle of the most crowded place in the world, yeah, walking like around an iconic shot. Absolutely. It's iconic in every like respect, dude. And I kept waiting, like, and we'll talk about this as we go on. Like, I loved the subway. I loved, you know, seeing him in the bodega, but there was no, to me, there was no giant New York piece where like, I wanted a Jason takes Manhattan moment where it was like, oh yeah. shit, Ghostface is here. Other yeah. people in the city are reacting to him seeing him in Times Square and you're like, oh, fuck, this feels real. It well, never I think, happened. I think, it, I think it was supposed to maybe be the subway sequence. Yeah, I but agree. But the thing is, the subway was so unlike New York, I couldn't get into it because it's like <laughs> they were using the door closed, ding, ding, for when the door opened. And I was just like, oh, come on, guys. You and guys did like totally half-ass. This doesn't even look like you. I was like, 96th Street has very narrow staircases to go down. It's like, why are these humongous? Mark, it's Toronto. So in Canada, everything's reversed, yeah. Yeah. right? They oh, say goodbye when they bigger. arrive. <laughs> Hello, when they leave, their doors open, right? Yeah. <laughs> they, they go wide. They go wide where we go narrow. That's um, right. That's right. You know, remember, I, by the way, I, remember we were talking about like Judgment Night and how like terrifying that ladder sequence is? Like yes. from seeing the, uh, the trailer and then you and I talk and all of us pretty much referencing that scene. Like that scene in Judgment Night is terrifying. This one didn't have that like sense that you should be getting vertigo. Yes. But it, it was such, it was like so flat. Well, and it was and too quick. And I think, I think that was the problem with the, uh, the subway scene as well. And I agree with you, Mark. I think that was supposed to be like their marquee shot of Ghostface, the trailer shot, you know, the poster for later. But it was, it seemed too quick. Um, you know, in that scene, when when all the partygoers, all the people dressed up in Halloween costumes kind of were just minding their own business and we see Ghostface turn his head looking up, it was cool. But then it was just like a second and they and they didn't yeah. they didn't lean into it and they they didn't do more with it like they should have. And then the latter scene, I thought, uh, was, you know. It was it was pretty entertaining because I, I did enjoy how he dumped the girl off the ladder. I liked that he was kind of <laughs> yeah, dude. When her head hits, that fucking thing hits. Man. Yeah, it's, Dolby, it's, it's that the sounded <laughs> Atmos. That head hit yeah. sounded crazy. It was like a wet watermelon, you know, being thrown <laughs> off was, a fucking it totally bridge. Totally was. It totally was. Uh, but, you know, and I thought that 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 had some merits for sure. But yeah, you're right. That whole scene could have been played out better and could have been yeah. way more. Or they stressful. could have stretched it out a bit. Like I felt the 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 subway scene is cool, but again, like he's she's Mindy is the girl. It's one of the Randy twins. Um, she is stabbed so quickly. Like I kind of expected a little more cat and mouse, like French Connection. Like I get on this train now, you get on this car. Ooh, wait, are you here? Did I did I get away from you? Maybe the lights go out for a moment, and he thinks I'm here, but I'm somewhere else. Like it's over very quick. Um, and also my one problem, my one real world problem was a spatial issue. Mark, you know this from being on the subway. First off, if anybody moves anywhere. People are going to be like, what the fuck, what the fuck, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when Ghostface, like, uses the, the shadows to, like, ninja-guiding himself <laughs> yeah. across the car, first yeah. off, that's impossible. And second, 
when he stabs her, 50 people would know about it immediately. Yeah, exactly. They would be like, holy shit, that girl got stabbed. Which is, again, though, but that's the way I thought the scene was going to play. And that would have been crazy, because then that seems like some crazy real-world shit, like, oh my god, this guy's here. Even if you don't know Springwood, don't know Ghostface, even New Yorkers would be like, there's some maniac running. That's what I wanted. I wanted the cutaway to, like, at New York One newscast, where somebody's like, some fucking maniac's running around right. with a knife, stabbing people on the train. Like, and it never happened. It yeah, was just like I was expecting so quick. pandemonium from especially yes. from like the trailer where you see him firing a shotgun off in a bodega. I yes. was kind of hoping it would be like it's not just going to be two killers. It's going to be like a big a whole city of, of killers. Like, that would have been fucking crazy. <laughs> well, the whole and, and really, what's the, what is the Queens. point of moving the the movie to New York if you're keeping everything still about Woodsboro people which is which is yeah. pretty much what hundred, they did. oh my god a hundred percent dude yeah you know, and 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 I will say and I and I, I do apologize if I'm getting ahead of uh the you know the flow we want to go in here but no no go for it go for it the, the shotgun in the bodega scene was dope because I know some purists were like what the fuck ghostface never uses a gun and my argument to that would be, you know, Ghostface is just trying to kill these people. He's not trying to always be a movie protagonist. He's yes. he's trying to kill someone. And if you're trying to kill someone and someone pulls a, a shoddy on you, a 12 gauge in a bodega, and you get a chance to grab that gun, you're just going to use it in that moment. And so I liked that scene that Ghostface was just like a pure killer there. He wasn't And also like, Stu and Billy in the first one had guns. They did. I know they, they didn't had actively handgun. use them, but they had handguns. Like, yep. it's not a foreign concept that he would have a firearm. It would be crazy <laughs> if he had a fucking RPG it's America. all of a sudden. He's gonna and he, like, had it on a shoulder-mounted yeah. rocket shit. Then I would be like, this is a bit much. AR. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, I, and, and and so that I, I at least uh, appreciated that they it almost seemed like they tried to go with like, what would the fucking pandemonium be of Ghostface yes. in a public area? But then it was it was fleeting and it was too brief. And yes. I agree. He should have been, you know, from the chopper sky cam on the nine o'clock news, like a mass killer has, you know, been up yes, and down dude. Broadway. Like and that's and what I wanted. I wanted somebody change. in like a boat, uh, like a separate bodega at like 5 a.m. getting a bagel, getting a bagel and looking at the TV and being like, holy shit, did that happen down the street? And the guy's like, yeah, it's fucking crazy, right? Like really quick so that you get the idea that, hey, not just four people are being affected by this. <laughs> Our whole city is in terror. Because when Jason takes Manhattan, dude, when he's in the middle of Times Square, everybody knows it. Everybody yep. sees him. And it's a silly, goofy movie. Yes, I know. But that moment really fucking works. And I kept waiting. And it, and it was it was almost like an insult because in the beginning of the movie, they're like, it's meta, we're scream. The fucking guy's watching Jason takes Manhattan. Yes. And I was like, here we go. We're going to get a recreation of that scene. And it never takes <laughs> place. And uh, his name was Jason. <laughs> That's yeah. right. And his name was Jason. Um, I, I do want to quickly say my, my overall thoughts on this are I liked the movie. I did not like it as much as Scream 5. There's a lot to like here. But for me, Scream 6 is ultimately a bit of a mixed bag. That's where I come out. There were a lot of things I liked. I liked how gory this one was. I liked how physical it was. Mm -hmm. But again, you know, there were that was very in-world, in-Scream things I liked. Things that didn't work quite enough well for me, and they could be gripes, but they were like more like what I'm saying. Like, there wasn't a big New York piece that, to justify the location. 
I also think I I think if you're just going to focus on four characters, the core four as they call themselves in this movie, then there needs to be real world consequences. Like you can't fake us out, have one of them look like he's dying and then bring him back. Like Scream has always been about the body count. If you're going to keep bringing characters back, someone else has to suffer for that. And I feel like real blood, a d- blood debt is owed. God damn it. And there <laughs> oh, was yeah. not, I mean, like, almost everybody keep bringing them back. back. When I saw that fucking kid come back, by the way, that kid, I'm going to share my screen. All right. I'm just going to say it. The fucking kid I'm talking about is the core four kid. He has the when scar on kid, the lip, right? Yes. When that kid, and I, I made a shocking discovery. Shocking. I think I know what you're going to say. This kid is Cuba Gooding Jr.'s son. Yep. Mason Gooding, dude, and you, blew my mind when I when I found this out. <laughs> wow, and you know it's know crazy. Yeah. He's the same age now as his dad was when Outbreak came out, and I love Outbreak. Oh, I love days. Outbreak. Outbreak <laughs> yeah. is so good. But you see, like, okay, I know Outbreak is like a global pandemic movie, but you know how, how real the fear feels in that movie because you're just seeing different locations. You're seeing the virus carry over from the movie yeah. theater to outside. You're seeing people talking. Like, it's just. It's just getting away. You're not constantly tethered to four people. And I would argue if you are, one of them needs to suffer. They cannot all keep going into the same movie. Even Dewey had to die. You know what I right. mean? And and what's crazy about this kid surviving is uh, until that point, his death was probably my favorite ghost face kill in the movie. Agreed. Because uh, they, they fucking double teamed him from each side, man. Yeah. And, just went, and I love and it was I love seeing the ghost faces in unison both wipe the blade at the same time. Yes, there was something was awesome. really cool and like comic booky about that. <laughs> I really yeah. liked. Well, and and I think a little referency back to you know to to Billy and Stu, uh, you know, kind of cleaning their blades too. So yes. like um I thought that was cool, but then it's like in the end, he's rolling out in the stretcher, like, God damn it, like you, how could you how yes. could you use mikey madison lifted dewey in the air off both of his feet with two knives and and gutted him you know from from freaking stomach to sternum in scream five and then in this movie two people are delivering on this guy at the same time and he just needs a ventilator later yes all right. you and apparently you can of you can too. get stabbed 68 <laughs> times and and just return like it's not a big deal the only person that should have that power was dewey because every movie, it became almost comical, like part of his character, where this right. fucking guy's been hit in the head, shot, stabbed, and somehow, he ke- and he keeps coming back, but that's the difference. He's not coming back like, hey, hey, what's up? Every movie, he's worse for wear. He's worse <laughs> than the last time you saw him. So by the last time you see Dewey, he's limping around. He lives in a fucking trailer. His life sucks. <laughs> his life you know what I mean? Like, shambles. Exactly. He's all drunk. <laughs> a blood debt was paid. Like, each time he paid to survive. You don't just get to walk away and be on TikTok. You need to suffer for real, is what I think. And that's um, why I thought I thought Gail was for sure going to die in this one because yeah. uh, you know they're kind of they're weeding out each of the because because I'll pose that the original core four is Sydney, Dewey, Gail, and as much as I want to include my guy Randy in there, uh, Roger Jackson as the voice is is yeah. to me the the core four yeah. of of you know the beginning of the franchise, and so obviously nev wasn't here but man i thought for sure gail was gonna be toast and no she's i did too but i think they they kind of figured out they were like oh shit wait a minute the kirby is not going as well as it should we need to retain one legacy character we cannot kill her off mark wait what do you say can i ask you guys a question what was your audience reaction to that 
to both instances to her dying essentially and then coming back what was your audience reaction to that uh, my audience was stone quiet even though there were children <laughs> really? present i oh, got wow. no reaction out of anything i think the one time there was like a faint reaction and i was happy to see it was when kirby showed up like when she was first introduced my there was some clapping right which i thought was cool from because the children <laughs> from the children from baby shark was like mm. I recognize those breasts anywhere. Um, <laughs> these are my first movie boobs. Um, no, I I also love Kirby. I think her monologue from Scream 4, where she runs through every horror reboot, it's like one of my yeah. favorite moments from the franchise ever. It's got such great energy, and she delivers it awesomely, and she's a great, she's a great final girl, even when we didn't know she was a final girl yet. So I was very psyched for her return. I was happy with her, I think happier than most people were with her in this movie, although I kind of I kind of thought she needed a little more to do. I I I hated that she was kind of relinquished to being like the guy in the chair, like, hey, now we're in this van and I'm yeah. telling you, like Kirby should even though she's in the FBI, which is a little ludicrous by the way, yeah. even though she's in the FBI, I wanted yeah, her to be so like, odd. listen, I am a fucking cop on the edge. Like when I see this fucking guy, my my fingers on the trigger, like a man. Mel Gibson kind yes, of. Yes, dude. She's yeah. like Riggs. <laughs> yeah. She's like the female version of Riggs. And she never gets there. They never let no, her she, do that. She, she should have definitely had more. She a lot too. Yeah. Yes. She's barely there. They just bring her in to be like be a red herring for a minute and and set the Which scene was so up. cheap. I was like, Kirby would never to nah, me, nah. Kirby and Sydney are the two obvious choices that are never going to be Ghostface. It's never going to be Ghostface. If you see one of them pop up under the mask, it's going to be a dream, a fake out of some kind. They will never be Ghostface. Gail, I could buy as a Ghostface. She's had enough. She snaps, right? Randy, I could have bought as a potential Ghostface. I kept waiting for Stu. I kept waiting for Stu to be the Ghostface. Well, because of the stomach to sternum thing, like you were saying, the guy <laughs> in the beginning even says, or he, when he gets stabbed, Ghostface goes up from his stomach to his sternum. And I was like, that's a stew move. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. He even talks about it in the first movie. And I was like, that's your, that's it. That's your giveaway. It's stew. And the well, mask is all old. It's got to be him. He's tough. He's taller looking. In those, in those first pieces, when you see Ghostface coming, I was like, that's a tall dude. That's got to be Matthew Lillard. Like I kept looking at his size. And then they fake you out at the end to show you when the real ghost faces. What did you guys think of the reveal at the end? Who the killers were? I, so honestly, I actually, for the first, uh, probably the earliest I've ever guessed who a killer is in any slasher whodunit movie, I called who it was going to be. And I, it's funny, I whispered to my wife, like, babe i think i know who it's gonna be do you want me to tell you and she was like no don't and the only reason i wanted to tell her was for like proof later <laughs> right right you should have wrote it I down fucking called paper, that Tommy. i yeah, should write it on a post-it dude and reveal Pull it on later. my phone but uh <laughs> as soon as as soon as the roommate said something along the lines of like yeah i know like when my brother died we had like a really hard time i was like that bitch is the killer and her dad <laughs> a cop is also the killer now I didn't know that there was going to be another brother in the mix and be a third killer. Um, that was a surprise. But when that dropped at the end, I was a little bit because it's, it's almost deflating to have guessed it so early. And I don't know why I thought it was so obvious, but I just think like, you know, there, there's been times like in scream two, 
they used Sydney's roommate as a red herring and they kind of made you think a few times, is it the roommate? And you know, they've, they've done that before. So I thought, I guarantee it's that fucking roommate and her dad, <laughs> as soon as you heard he's a cop. And then sure enough, wow. It was. I, I thought didn't it was have a weak reveal. I think I got it a lot later when he was in the, in the alleyway and he's like, my whole family is dead. I'm going yeah. to get, re-. it was so like on the nose. I was like, it's this fucking dude. So his like, son more and the third distraught. killer is fucking Spider from Avatar The Way of Water. <laughs> oh, yeah. I this also blew my mind. That's crazy. This also blew my mind. So I looked at the whole cast only before the show. Yeah. I didn't have this in the theater. I'm sharing my <laughs> screen, by the way, for people listening at home. I was like, why do I notice Jackoff's face? <laughs> it's because he's spider from avatar the way of water wow that's crazy that's how long ago they shot avatar dude this guy had time to go to toronto make scream six become Ghostface, and come Graduate back college shave his dreads <laughs> yeah exactly regrow his dreads learn, learn how to swim right. uh yeah <laughs> avatar so, the way of water invades another movie and Thank I kind of thought he, he, he sucked <laughs> and his sister sucked as the killers. Like they were too like, we're mad and you killed our brother. But I thought Dermot Mulroney was cool. Uh, the dad, dirty face, Steve from young guns. Um, <laughs> yes, dude. <laughs> but you know, I, I thought he was, I thought he was legit as the mad, you know, fucking uh, grieving psycho father. But I do agree with you, Mark. I, I thought when he walked out and was like, you know, my daughter, my whole family's dead. Like, dude, you'd be way more. I expected him to walk out and be like, this is your fucking fault. You did this to her. And he just walked out like, I have no one. I want to help you guys still. And that was the little bit. (laughs) Really? Uh, Well, uh, listen, I, I, it could be the cough medicine. I'm going to blame the cough medicine. (laughs) I didn't have it. I didn't guess it, but I still was was disappointed by the reveal. I was still disappointed by the reveal. When it came out, I was like, it can't be that. I knew, obviously, it wasn't going to be Kirby. I knew at a certain point, once they entered the Ghostface Shrine, which I think was an awesome set. I, that was one of the ideas I really liked. They kept it like a museum. You had all these bits of ephemera from the franchise. I love that shit. It, like it appealed to me right rich. away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's but my I, first they thought. Got like, can just, theater. They got all the theater. They got all the rents. <laughs> yeah. But my thing was, block. the minute I saw that shrine, as cool as it was, I was like, fuck, it's not Stu Mocker. Stumacher is not this organized, right? Stumacher is like a weird guy now living in a van down by the river. He's not collecting <laughs> objects from a specific set of murders to position them in a museum, right? And it's crazy that they got everything. Every too. bit. Like, not oh, yeah. one thing was missing. It's like they got everything. But I did love, I, I, I didn't like the reveal of who they were, but I liked the inclusion. Like, okay, I was like, okay, it's Richie's family from the last movie. I was like, seems like yeah. kind of a cop out. But I did like the inclusion of being like, Richie made all these scream fan films, stab fan films, and as as you know, she d- delivers the death blow and comes out from the screen, it's like the end credits of his shitty fan film, and it says directed by Richie Kirsch. And I did like that. I like that connection. Like, I thought that was very cool and meta and on brand for Scream. Um, But I was like, I wanted something more. Listen, it didn't have to be Stu. It didn't have to be somebody big like that. But I thought the family really of a character that we don't have any investment in. That's the thing. They also didn't take advantage of that theater. I thought it would have been way cooler. But then when to go back to that group theory, if because you would need a group of people to collect all that stuff. If all those... 
you know, the robes on the stage at the end, they all just came. Oh, if they were all ghost faces that moved, that's what I was actually expecting. But then it's like, it kind of felt like they went with the weakest ending. Yeah. That that would have been a cool idea. Almost like a, uh, like a cult of ghost face or something. Yeah. Have you guys ever heard? Because they had the spray paint. They had like the Banksy screen character on the outside. So, you know, it it did feel like it was almost cultish. I was like, that would have been a cool, because they, that hasn't really been done. So yeah, exactly. This kind of felt like it was like, they're just kind of doing the same thing. So have you guys ever heard of the, uh, I I don't know if it was for Scream 3 or 4, but I think Kevin Williamson had, had written up a treatment and uh whoever actually wrote the screenplay for for three and four i think it was aaron Kruger, didn't use a lot of kevin williamson's recommended stuff but there was a a plot device they were going to use where Stu lived and Stu was almost orchestrating a group of woodsboro high school horror fanatics that were almost like cult-like into killing him and being different ghost face for him and it would all kind of lead back to Steve. that is great and and so that i actually cool. thought <laughs> when they when they went into this theater and all these real murder scene uh you know pieces of evidence were everywhere i kind of thought oh shit are they gonna are they gonna do that and then they didn't and it was moment but that was another thing that gave away who the killer was as soon as we were getting official pieces from previous crime scenes i was like it's a cop <laughs> And yeah. that bitch's dad <laughs> oh my God. This You're totally right. Locker. You know, I like, feel so dumb for not seeing this at you all. I just was like, <laughs> I, I, I kind of challenge myself every time watching Scream. Who do you think it is? You know, that's like part of the fun of any Scream yes, movie. Yes. And in this one, I just, I don't know, man. I, it was like a T-ball to me. I hit it out of the fucking park early and I never have done that before with Screams or, yeah, I guess, or other I guess these flashers. movies are more like, you know, mystery whodunits really at the core yeah it's like that's the part of the fun right stuff don't really matter as much as like oh man the intrigue of who the hell is it and this one just felt like it was like oh man the three lamest people right right and again, i thought the build-up yeah i was like they picked the family kind of sucks it's just a sucky idea yeah. I get it, and that's the it's thing. Not though. Like it's like the cool Devil's Rejects family. It's like the lame exactly, family. and it's, it's also too. Like it's we've of... been here before, right? Yeah. Billy's mom has, was revealed in Scream Two to be the killer. We've done this already. Like the family angle, I think, has been tapped. You know, that's yeah. why I kept expecting something different. The cult of Ghostface, not Stumacher. Like I'm not, you know, not something crazy. Like listen, I know Scream Three is not loved. I actually think it's a very fun movie, and I like it quite a bit. Uh, especially, you know, maybe we'll get into our screen rankings uh, later, but I, that movie at least does something interesting where the killer is a film director and he also happens to be a half brother. Like there's something really interesting with that. Like we touch a little family, but really this guy put himself in a position of power to be here to do these things. Like that's very interesting. And he's also the only single kill. Roman is his name. He's also the only single killer that we've had. Ghostface always works in a pair or now in a trio. Um, so wait, I have to ask you guys another screamism. And this one, I'll, I'll just lead and tell you straight up, did not work for me at all. I hated the rules in this movie uh, for two reasons. One, I think Mindy is annoying. Um, <laughs> she is. I'm sorry. There's no other way to say it. The other bit of the core four I like. Cuba Gooding I like. That kid I like. I like the two sisters. Great. Mindy is annoying because she's trying too hard, in my opinion, to be Randy, and it doesn't quite work. 
also because here's the thing i think mindy needed to die to give her subway scene purpose now that scene to yeah. me is meaningless and it's also scene. it felt like every time every time we do the rules right it feels like the filmmaker wes craven and now radio silence it feels like they're commenting on something at the time in the genre right horror movies sequels trilogies reboots right last time around we got legacy and here it was like they had nothing new to say they were just like it's a franchise they it got, could got be stuck anybody. in the 90s i think it was like they were two of it. It was two of its well, period. It's like, what are you making a throwback? I mean, if you if, if like, you look at this work. whole yeah. movie, it's Scream Two rehashed. Yes, they're at college. Yes. Uh, it's a it's a family member of the person you killed in the it last ends one in a theater. Space. Right, like it's it's <laughs> almost exactly the same as as Scream. Now that 2. you put it that way, it sounds like the same movie. It is. Yeah. yeah, it kind of is the same movie a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> now I did like. Uh, I know. I know. We kind of got away from this for a second, but even. Even though I, I thought the reveal was lame, I did think that the mystery buildup to it was good. And I guess I, I don't think they hid who the killer was well enough because I, I shouldn't have been able to guess it so easily. But this movie very, very much leaned into like, who the fuck is it? It could be anybody. And they did that for yes. a long time. And then just at the end, they kind of fucking, you know, piddled out and, and went with the uh, lowest hanging fruit. But, um, you know, I, I did enjoy that aspect about this movie i felt like it was really a mystery uh at least how they were playing it out throughout and then later it was like oh shit never mind it wasn't that i mysterious. liked it until they started <laughs> doing dumb stuff like it's kirby kirby's the killer i was like that's so fucking dumb no yeah. right or like making us believe like that was the other thing it was like <laughs> they need to decide with their legacy characters like are we treating them like victims or are we treating them like suspects that's the thing i think we've also moved past that and now it's like, for you to suspect Gail is so dumb. And the movie at a point does want you to suspect Gail. Like, oh yeah, no, Gail should be Gail. She's a victim. She's waiting in her apartment. And by the way, I got to say some shit out loud. Dewey just died. Thank fuck you. you. You already Thank have a guy you. living in your house. The fuck's the Thank matter you. with you, Gail? Listen, and I'm all for it. Look, <laughs> move on Thank and be you. happy and get some happiness in your life. I don't want, listen, if I died before the producer in the booth, she knows this. She's to go off and have a lovely, a lovely new life. Meet a nice man who treats you great. Great. But give that shit some time. Yeah. It, it, within a year, he should not be in the house watching my television. It should not be happening. Drinking from my cups. Guys, though. She also doesn't care. She, yes. Yeah, she was like, whatever. He doesn't really give a shit. He's just a piece of ass. I did but like no. that he was like the exact opposite of Dewey. Like he was like Idris Elba. He was like tall, ripped, yeah. super fit. I was just like, that's fucked up, lady. How could you? How could you date someone so soon after Dewey? I thought that dude was going to put up a better fight because he, yeah. he was like a yeah. brick shit house. And, and also look so at the quickly. ghost faces he's up against. He's either up against Spider from Avatar or the <laughs> slutty roommate that guy That's couldn't handle himself against either of those kids it's not believable that they could do some of those acts because they're just like yes doofy kids that's right they're not even caught. like athletic looking they kind of they look very scrawny they look a little yeah. frumpy <laughs> <laughs> well and scream scream five really hung me up on that aspect like i get jack quaid is like maybe capable of doing some of the stuff we see in that movie but mikey madison the girl is like 90 pounds with with a wet jacket on and she yeah. you know lifted dewey up off of his feet like i could never get past that 
that aspect of the new breed of killers that we get like the the skinny tiktok killers um, yeah dude. so <laughs> it's, our it's killers little... need to be jacked you need to hit the fucking <laughs> the gym. next when they're all like on steroids it's all it's joe like rogan just a bunch Cena of joe rogan rock are playing the killer yeah <laughs> yeah it's uh what's i wonder who Michael the killer could be they said he could bench 300 do we think it's this girl who's on tiktok or do we think it's joe rogan <laughs> I think it's, guy, Joe it's, a guy, it's a guy with biceps busting out of a ghost face shirt like no nah, that would be hilarious that. dude a ripped ghost face he's just fucking just meat on a bone <laughs> like a fucking animal i mean it would make sense you're talking about like him physically overpowering all of his victims which obviously you know he, like usually uh ghost face leaves a trail of blood this one leaves a trail of elk meat we think <laughs> it's one of these juicers <laughs> it's like that movie pain and gain they go to a gym and it's like yeah, a, yeah. the rock mark Wahlberg. like no nah, it ain't me man yeah they should, why are you here man as in the middle they're getting a pump on dude ghostface <laughs> should kill someone and get a pump on with their dead body yeah like their skull Pumping or like up. their torso just <laughs> yeah. getting in reps why not it would make exactly. sense god damn it <laughs> He's stretching intestines out to do his triceps. <laughs> like <laughs> <throw> those bands. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't miss leg day. Don't miss yeah. leg day. You'll regret it. Ghostface never skips leg. I never skip leg day, Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's getting better, man. That Thank was you. Thank you. Was Maybe my old. shitty Robitussin voice makes me sound like Ghostface. Maybe that's the key. <laughs> What's your favorite kind of Robitussin? <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's I'd cherry, like bitch. Did you guys like that they all got into NYU? That's fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, what are the I odds? I was like, wow, they're all that fucking good. Oh, Jeez. they got one of those sympathy you survived a murder scholarships. Yeah, uh, yeah there you go. There you, you go. Know, welcome to our university. We could use the publicity. Uh, <laughs> that's what it that's what it was. It looked good on the newsletter. On violence to bring some new students. Yeah. Can I can I be unpopular for a second and say uh I I didn't so overall I thought the cast in this movie was a little better um I think I can't remember her name but Jasmine Savoy Brown's character the 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 twin the girl Mindy twin. Mindy Mindy there you go I know she was a little annoying uh but uh, I thought that uh Mason Gooding was better in this movie I thought yes. Melissa Barrera uh who played uh Sam the the final girl I thought she was better I did not think Jenna Ortega was very good and honestly interesting I just, I, I, dude i know she's like it girl right now but i just uh she doesn't do a lot for me on 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 the screen i just don't think she's that great of an actress i think she's okay in some roles and i know she's really cool and she's cute but like i don't know i didn't think she was that that good in this. you know what it is for me and i think she's great and i love i love the sisters i just love that dynamic i think it's an interesting idea to have two final girls and have them be related and have mm -hmm. them be so different i do like that and i like jenna ortega my problem with it is I'm with you. I loved everybody except Mindy. I think Mindy's terrible. But I loved Mason Gooding and I loved both, you know, Jenna and and uh, and Sam. But my problem is she's so overexposed now that when I see her I'm like, "Hey, it's Wednesday." Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't buy her in the role now even though I did last time I saw Scream. Like she's been so fucking exposed already. I'm like, "Hey, it's Wednesday playing dress up." Why is Wednesday pretending to be normal? She's part of the Adams family. Like, right. it's just very distracting. Like, she's, I think, done herself both a disservice and a service with that role because it's now, like, to me, she's that character. 
and, she's and the other everywhere. kids are not famous and don't have anything going on. So like you see them and you believe them. Yeah. You're like, yep, that guy. Look at that guy. Okay, cool. You see her and it's fucking Wednesday. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Tough to believe. No, I, I totally agree. And I mean, that probably played a, uh, a part in, in, in how I took it. But to me, these are your new, you know, even if it takes two of them to make it, this is your new Sydney. And Nev Campbell was the shit in every movie she was in. So yes. I'm kind of expecting someone to bring it. And I thought Melissa Barrera was terrible in Scream 5, but I thought she was way better here in 6. And then Jenna Ortega kind of did the opposite of that. Oh, she went, the, she went the Canadian way, right? One yeah. must suffer and go reverse. <laughs> One went yin and the other one went yin. <laughs> right, so, exactly. I thought I detected you. some maple syrup here. These Canadians. <laughs> um, I also, I mean, I like the the only person I didn't like was Mindy. Like I, I liked Dermot Mulroney. I liked, I liked everybody. Um, I will just say, I think Sydney was missed. Although I did like that they explained away. They didn't just pretend she wasn't alive. They were just like Sydney took her family and it's gone. And she deserves like, a happy her. ending. Yeah, good for her. Okay, because you know that now they're never going to stop making these when when and if there <laughs> is like some big final bit of this and they have to bring her back, you know, it's going to be her and Gail and Kirby. They're going to bring all the legacy people back. It's going to be a big honking deal. I, I, I wanted to ask you guys where you think the future of the franchise goes after this. What's next? I mean, because it felt like here they were a little rudderless. Like, I, and for the record, I know I sound like a broken record. I know I'm sounding a little down on it. It's fun. There are some great bits, and I appreciated how gory it was. It was really fucking gory, especially that last bit in the theater. Like, there's blood fucking everywhere. It felt like an Eli Roth movie at one point. I was just like, this movie is sweaty and bloody, and I appreciate that. But I was really wondering. It just felt like a little rudderless this time around with this like open-ended franchise. It's a franchise. This is how a franchise works. I was like, where do you go from here? What does Scream 7 look like? What's the rules going to be there? Because to me, where I thought they were going to go this time around was to be like, fuck it. New city, there's no rules. No one knows what the fuck happens here. That's what makes this ghost face so dangerous. This fucker could attack any kind of way. He's not following any set of rules. He's doing whatever he wants. He's playing by his own rules. That's what I wanted them to say. And and I don't know what you do next. I have no idea. I'm, I'm curious if you guys have a, an idea for a direction, what the next one is. So I, I kind of do, uh, you know, have a, a notion where I think they could go. And and part of it has to do with, with not having Nev this time around. I think that um, they kind of started to build a little bit towards Stu Mocker maybe making a return. Um, you know, there's even that comment when they're in the theater and they see the TV that smashed his head and they say you know supposedly dead or whatever whatever they say uh -huh. a quick little throwaway line of maybe he didn't die right so i feel like they're building towards that now whether that comes with seven or eight you know i don't think they can take too long to get there but then i also think they didn't pace uh nev or sydney her her worth on this one because they want to have that ace in the hole for later and yep. that's like that's how you do it. Dewey's dead. And even, even though Gail is one of the original group and one of the OGs, I don't think she's enough of a character you can build a story around. I think you could do that with yeah. Dewey, and I think you could do that with Sydney. Um, and kind of like, like Jeff Goldblum in the Jurassic movies, like he can appear at, at like a congressional hearing, but like right. he doesn't have <laughs> to be in the immediate action. Like if you bring Sam Neill back, you're like, that motherfucker's got to be in the scene running around. Right. Right. You can't <laughs> cut to Sam Neill on C-SPAN and be like, that's, a, that's enough from him. 
right? Right. <laughs> but you can do that. You can do that with Goldblum's character. And I, that's actually a, a very apt comparison. I think that's, that's what Courtney Cox and Gail is here. And yes. so she might not die. She might just be that one legacy character that's left. But I feel like Sydney, if, if these directors plan on continuing to make the movies in this franchise, and if they've got a plan for the next two or three movies, I would bet money they have the return of Sydney written in those plans somewhere. That's like how you one up at the eighth movie mark. That's how you do it, you know? And mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's going to be good. Time will tell, but uh, that's my guess. We see Stu in seven. We see Sydney in eight if it happens. There you go. Mark, any ideas for where the next one is headed? Where do you want to see Scream think- go? For me, I think they need a break away from the legacy characters to make something completely different and new. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just if they keep doing that, like it's just gonna be two, and then now we're gonna go back to one guy now, and then we'll do two. <laughs> That's just gonna it's just gonna be so like repetitive and it even sounds like you're describing like this movie was already made in the franchise, you know. So they have to do something where people are like, Oh, that one is totally different than the others. Yeah. Right. Almost like a um like a back to basics, not even like a like a super stripped down, like we were saying, like he lives in a shack. Ghostface doesn't even own a phone. It's just like one, like a Unabomber guy. You it's know what I mean? It's all from like, his perspective. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> it's just one that could guy. could be awesome. Right, that could be awesome, right? And maybe that guy is Stu Mocker. He's lost his mind. He's in a shed somewhere in the middle of the swamps, right? He's saving all his shit. And he has to go buy his Ghostface shit at like a party city because he's not a rich collector. <laughs> he doesn't have access to these actual bits of crime scene ephemera. He's got to buy his own costume. Right, but he's it's like it's like Nicolas Cage and Pig. It's like Nicolas Cage and Pig, where he's like, I fucking left society. I live alone. Every day, all I do is cook pig and think about killing Sydney. That's it. And look for truffles. And look for truffles. And 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 Stu's (laughs) Stu's waiting for Spirit Halloween to open up every September, so he can go. He's like, here we go. It gets earlier every year. He's waiting. <laughs> I, I can see uh, the older sister, Sam, also becoming a killer in a movie um, because I she's like that already, angle a lot. I, I think it could work because she is the daughter of the, you know, the original killer that masterminded it all. Right. Billy Loomis. What do you so think I of could, him being like the Obi-Wan, like the force ghost that appears like good job? <laughs> I mean, to me, it makes sense if it taps into something later where she goes psychotic. Otherwise, yeah, it's a little yeah. silly, you know. Yeah, um, it was very. It felt very contrived, by the way, and, and it didn't go anywhere. Because okay, she takes the mask out, but for no reason because she just drops it on the floor. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. like if you're gonna if you're gonna defend your life or or the flip side of that coin, you're this detective and his kids, and you're gonna try to take life you don't need all the fucking theatrics and all the like, make sure you leave this crime scenes mask at this scene. And like, you just, yeah, you just yeah. want to kill him. Right. Yeah. Like you just want to murder them. Couldn't uh, you just abduct her cleanly, no theatrics, then put her in a shed somewhere, turn a TV on and go, Hey, my kid, Richie made this movie. You recognize this with Ghostface? Okay. Now kill her. Yeah. Now you're going to die. Cause right. to me, these, these people weren't, weren't doing it to be famous like they were you know mickey in in scream 2 was like you know this days these days it's all about the trial and blah 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 like yeah the these people weren't trying to be and so was um so was emma roberts in four she wanted to be famous right yeah totally live 
and and so you know it made a little more sense that they would dole in such theatrics those previous killers because that's what they that was the point they wanted to be the star of the of the movie and in this one they they just strictly wanted revenge so why why all the theatrics and all the like baiting and leaving clues and just fucking killer man like take, <laughs> take the shotgun with you out been. of the bodega and killer shoot her you're in new york go grab a slice a 99 cent slice <laughs> and uh, call it a night right? call it an evening yeah success that's another evening. thing they could have done in new york he could have ghostface could have gone into a pizzeria and been like i want a slice and then slice the guy's <laughs> neck you know they could have gone there missed opportunity yep. guys come on that would have been he, like, good in- he, he goes on like a New York tour and he sees the Seinfeld diner. Mm. <laughs> right. Or the raised pizza. Raised, raised pizza. Gotta stop it, Ray's. <laughs> they got him skating this in Rockefeller Center. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Where's the m M&M and store? <laughs> He's gonna buy a bunch of M&Ms for the family back home. For the pay for the oh, people shit, back in Springwood. You had to do that man. back in Woodsboro, Holy I mean shit. Springwood. Yeah. I actually did do that. Mark was there with me. We had to go to the M&M store. Because somebody in my family was like, hey, I can buy M&Ms at any store <laughs> in my neighborhood, but you live 15,000 miles away. Can you haul your cookies to the M&M store and buy a giant jug <laughs> of M&Ms? <laughs> this huge fucking plastic. It was like 15 pounds. Like a kiddie pool of M&Ms. Dude, uh, it was like, I should have had a fucking wheelbarrow for the M&Ms that I went to get. Like, why? You could go to Walgreens, <laughs> buy your house, and get M&M's. Well, you, you know, the funny me. thing is, like, Amazon was in existence at that time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fucking Just, go to Amazon. Ask Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Guys, let's do this, since it's a horror movie. Mark and I like to do this, too. I want to hear everybody's favorite kill. Favorite kill from the movie. Did you have a favorite kill? I did. You want me to go first, Marky boy? Yeah, you go first. Yeah, yeah. go for it. Go for okay, it. so I kind of spilled the beans a little bit earlier. My favorite kill was was on uh, Mason uh, Gooding when when they were double tagging him there, and then you know when they wiped the blade at the end. But then that ended up not being a kill. That was a, a near miss. <laughs> so. <laughs> I, I, I'd have to say my favorite kill after that, and I hate to just be so generic, but when Stam, or excuse me, when Stam finally fucking hits the, the detective through the eyeball with that knife. Oh, yeah. That was because, a good hit, yeah. You know, and for a second, you think she's going to let him live, and then she says whatever she says, you fucked with family or whatever, and blam. And and that probably became my my favorite kill in this movie because she is fully psycho, and obviously it, it benefits her in the end, so I thought that was good. Mark, what was your favorite kill? Do you have a favorite kill from this one? I kind of have two that have a tie. I did like when she fell off the ladder and slammed her head into that dumpster. That was just great. because it was so visceral. So yes. that one I think is tops. But I also liked, and it comes before the eye stab. So to me, that had more of an impact was when the therapist gets stabbed in the face. Oh, uh, yeah. yes. Like by, I don't know about you guys. I had a very vocal audience. So they were like cheering things. They were like, "Ooh!" you would get the gas for the knife stabs to the face. Actually, when Gail died, everyone was like, oh, and then when he came back, there was tons. <laughs> they were of like, applause. yay. Yeah. <laughs> it was like saved by the bell. When Slater gets to someone, ooh. <laughs> but the, the biggest reactions, I think, were the head hitting the dumpster yep. and that first stab from the uh, therapist. So the audience was like, whoa. Those are good. 
Those Dude, are I reacted to my, the dumpster. I was mine like, is a uh, mine is like a, a fusion of both of yours. Mason was my favorite, uh, but you're absolutely right. It's technically not a kill, but there was something so cool about two synchronized ghost faces ganging up, double teaming, but then having the like in sync knife wipe. I thought was so cool. Uh, and then they had to go and ruin it by letting that kid live. So <laughs> my other favorite one was the girl, just because we love that Judgment Night scene. And we and you said it, Mark, it's so visceral. When that girl falls and hits her head on that fucking dumpster on the way down. The clang. It was great. And by the way, my audience, again, stone cold silent. <laughs> we all wow. just watched this girl and no one said a thing. So I was I was probably the loudest, but I, I do want to share with you guys. My wife said something hilarious in the movie that is, as soon as she said it, I was like, I got to say that on the Mad Mark app. Um, you know, in the, did your showing have an introduction from Melissa Barrera and yes. Courtney Cox? Okay. Yes. Courtney Cox so. looked like she was stoned out of her mind. She's like, thanks <laughs> so much, I guess, for sh showing She's up. Like, I'm, Damn I'm it. Fucking my hammered. theater didn't get any of those. Oh, really? See, yeah, I, I, I kind of assumed it was all like, you know, first weekend runs would, would see that. And it was it was cool. It was whatever. But as soon as it was like melting away, my wife just looks at me and goes, you're no Tom Cruise talking about these ladies in their introduction. Because <laughs> Tom Cruise did an introduction before Top Gun Maverick that was awesome and very yes. Yeah, that one was great. That one was great. Touching. Yeah, that was one so, of the best ones. Yeah, this my, one was so stilted and scripted. It was like, we thank you for coming to join us at AMC for Could you see their six. eyes reading the prompt? Yes. Tom Cruise was like, thank you. It was like the lifeblood of the industry is here. But he was in front of an F-16. It's doing massive shit. Yeah, yeah. man. Because that fucking and guy actually cares. We make well, fun of that guy, but that guy gives a shit. And Tom Cruise Don't is the reason to make a movie. And he's exactly. the reason that movie came out, too. He's, you know, he's, he's risking he's life and limb for you he's to spend $15. That's it. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. wants you to he wants to separate you from your $15 so hard he will throw himself out of a moving aircraft. That's and what he wants. Ankle All he wants is to is just face death in the windows of his soul. <laughs> just so you go and watch him for fifteen dollars. That's drop it. a hot fifteen. That's it. Yeah. Drop a fifteen. Get on it. Um, so I, that was fun. I thought, guys, shall we reveal our predictions? Right. <laughs> mine are so yeah, wrong. Here yeah, we go. I'm, I'm going to start. Too. Just like I didn't. These both of my co-hosts guessed the killer immediately. I was fucking dead wrong, and just like that, I'm dead <laughs> wrong again. I predicted Tommy loved it. Whoops. I did like it. I didn't love it. The The first two thirds, I was like, okay, all right, this is cool. And I, I agree with everything we've said today. I had gripes, but I liked it. And then the, the final third I thought was weak, the third Sick. act, but. And then I doubled down. I put a number. I shouldn't have put a number. I said, Mark loved it, but has two gripes. Mark, you definitely had more than two gripes <laughs> yeah. and you did not love it. So I was wrong. <laughs> Mark, what are your what were your predictions? All right, so mine are I said he wrote yeah. it on the back of mail. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't have anything else. For it. It's a fucking light bill. Oh Jesus, <laughs> I'm going to jail. Anyway, I did. Matt likes it, and I said Tommy likes it, but I didn't put loved it. So uh -huh. it's just like so you were closer. Nice you were closer because I I would count this as like a mid like. Well, we'll do this in a bit because we want to get we'll get Tommy's predictions, but maybe we rank our screams after this, and that'll tell you how we really truly felt. Tommy, what were your predictions? So my predictions were Matt, I thought, would like the vibe and the energy, but hate the ending. Uh, that's oh, pretty close. Damn. Yeah, that's close. That's pretty accurate. That's Tommy. close. Shit. 
and and then for mark i thought he enjoyed it overall but thought it was too silly and unrealistic which, that's uh, pretty close that's, too actually that's pretty close but i would put didn't like it yeah. <laughs> okay. mark you seem to be firmly in the you didn't like it camp right you know what I, i'm gonna admit because i had a good audience i'll say it was entertaining i'll give it that but it wasn't a good movie i don't think and if well, you want to move that. into the rankings, I think I'd put that one last. Yeah, let me Mark, ask you guys this. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, do you guys gauge expectations differently when you're this far into a franchise? Because I do. I definitely give a little bit of a curve since we're on movie number six. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm -hmm. I have, yeah, for sure. I have gone, okay, let's not expect a, a That's why I didn't even bother watching the first three. I was like, I want to watch the new trilogy. Show me right. four, five, and six so that I'm like with all my new school people. I'm not constantly navel gazing, looking back. I think that's absolutely right. You do have to grade them a bit on a curve. Right. That that's said, you still got to bring it, you know. And, <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, yeah. Tom you Cruise is out job. here dangling off the Burj Khalifa. Get your $15. <laughs> You're over here phoning it in with Scream 2. Yeah. He's made eight Mission Impossible movies and he's still fucking <laughs> trapeze walking between the two biggest buildings in the world. Exactly. Shit. Exactly. Yeah. He's like, for the next movie, I am going to shrink myself down and go into someone's body like Ant-Man. He's like, I'm literally going to die. I'm, I'm going to die for a little bit. They're going to kill me. <laughs> and you're going to see it. And I'm coming back on screen. Mark, what are your rankings? Where so is this oh, dead boy, last for you? What are your rankings? Do you need a minute to think about it? I think I would. Yeah, I think give me one minute. All right, because I got I, mine. I I'll tell you straight up. Rankings. Here, here okay. are mine, and then maybe we'll go to Tommy, and then we'll go to Mark. So, Mark, I'll say this is my rankings for Scream. You guys can quote me on this. I'm going to fucking come out of left field, guys. Scream 1, no surprise, right at the top. But wait a minute. Oh, what's he doing? Scream 5. Yes. Ooh. Believe Ooh. it. Hot take. Shocking. That's how much I fucking love Scream 2022. I genuinely think <laughs> it's a great movie, and I think it goes so nicely as a pair with the original Scream. In the third slot, I'll go ahead and go Scream 2. Then I'll go Scream 4. Then I'll go Scream 3. But listen, just because Scream 3 is in slot number 5, I don't want people to think that's a knock. It's not a knock from me. I still find it very entertaining. And Scream 6, I'd put at the bottom because I do think it's the first time... While I've liked the movie, again, I have to look at it with all the other screams and I go, I enjoyed all these other screams so much more. So I'd have to put it at the bottom. Tommy, what do you got? So Scream 1 is always going to be number one for me. Uh, it's, it is a seminal movie. It came out when I was 13. I mean, that is our generation's slasher, right? Yeah. So Scream 1 is always going to be the top spot. Uh, Scream 2 is number two for me. And you know, it was made, it was released less than a year after one. So it's the same vibe, same feel, you know, everybody's a little pissed. Randy died so unceremoniously and prematurely, but other than that, Scream 2 is pretty solid. I love the opening scene at the movie theater there with uh, Omar Epps and Jada Pinkett. Um, so Scream 2, number two for me. Number three is Scream 4. Uh, I'm probably a little more partial to that movie because it's the last one we got from West. And I also really kind of appreciate that was the beginning of trying to bring scream from the analog era into the digital era. Yes. So, and, and, and they did it really well. Kirby was awesome. Even though Emma Roberts, uh, I didn't love at the time of that movie coming out. I like her more now. Cause she's, she's awesome in, in a lot of different horror movies, but, um, 
her her fucking speech at the end and when she's like saying to sydney like you just won't die will you what are you michael fucking myers like i still love that shit <laughs> i um, love that it also four dude four has so many good moments it's got that it's got the curvy monologue and it's also got to me one of the best sydney one-liners of all which is don't fuck with the original that's right and, and, so and badass. I, I love how they kill her how she says clear and then she hits her with the fucking paddles so and good. Like, <laughs> that's um, the other so, thing like all the movies end with that they have this big mo- moment even in the last one right it was like t- that torch has been passed after they light that bitch on fire sorry Tommy um, oh you're good <laughs> um, so what was that that's scream four at three that was four. for me uh-huh. at, at four I probably have to go Scream 5. I didn't love Scream 5 the second time I watched it. I thought it was corny as fuck, but then I watched it again recently and I was like, yeah, this is cool. So <laughs> I've, I've got gripes with Scream 5, but they're almost all acting related. Okay. Uh, yep. So that being said, I thought they paid uh, great respect to Wes Craven's legacy in 5 and that probably lands in the number uh, 4 spot for me. Uh, number yeah number five is probably this one probably six which of course means scream three is dead last for me wow and i will agree with what you said earlier it's still a solid entertaining movie but i just think in the lexicon of scream which was built on gore it's so it's so different from all the other movies i think that the killer in that one's cool with it being roman the director and i like some of the hollywood ties and whatnot but uh I don't know, man. Besides the fax machine kill, I think all the kills in that one kind of suck. And I'm just not a huge Scream 3 guy. So that's probably dead last for me with, with 6 being just a little bit a little bit of a spot ahead of it. All right. All right, Mark. You're on, now it's Mark's to Mark. What's your favorite Scream? <laughs> Mine's kind of similar to Tommy's, I think. Mine, I would go one just because I love the original. And it oh, was yeah. very different from anything I'd seen at the time. Then I'm going to go four because it has all those iconic moments. Mm-hmm. Then I'm gonna go. Let's see. What should I? What I two I really liked as well, and I liked it for the same reason that Tommy said. But I still think four is just a little bit better. So mm-hmm. two is three. <laughs> now I'm gonna get confused. I know, right? Then, it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's like how many more do I have left? Uh, <laughs> then I would go. I think five is next, and then three, and then I think I like six at the bottom yeah that was the one i had the and the the thing is i think i have to put at the bottom because i was in a really nice theater i had a great audience but it was not enough to like make it a good movie yeah that's fair man that's fair yeah Um, my girlfriend said that it was funny that like if you looked at all the girls the boyfriends looked like way older than them Oh, totally. Oh, yeah, I guess you so. Know, here's yeah. something, funny about, <laughs> something funny about one of the guys I made, because you guys know I'm a big trivia nerd. I like to drop a lot of a lot of trivia gems. Please. Uh, yes. The, the one dude that was about to take uh, Tara upstairs, uh, I think his, he was known as Date Rape Frankie at the party. <laughs> yeah, um, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which, how awesome is that? Like, hey, hey, buddy, you got the role. You're playing Date yeah. Rape Frankie uh, in your screen <laughs> debut. 
don't worry it'll be awesome um, <laughs> when he's taking tara upstairs he asks her if she's part of the omega beta zeta sorority and that's the same sorority that sarah michelle geller's character cc is in in scream 2 so you oh, know yeah. i i did appreciate a lot of the homages and references and easter eggs there was definitely a lot of that in this movie which i think will keep it somewhat rewatchable for me i mean Obviously, the subway scene, we have every 70s, 80s, 90s slasher you could think of. But beyond that, there's subtle little references. Uh, obviously, watching Jason Takes Manhattan in the beginning of the movie is, is yeah. pretty obvious. Um, but All the costumes, little... too, right? I feel like people are going to want to go back and be like, I spotted this character. I spotted because I was like already I was like, you'd have to watch this movie 10 times to catch all the, the characters. Yeah, yeah. And, Actually, and bouncing so, off of I what Tommy that. said. It was. It's kind of funny if you think of all those iconic masks that were in the subway sequence. It was still lame. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't scary. Yeah, you know? I, I even appreciated a... seeing like the Ready or Not girl right in her wedding dress with the bandolier of bullets, right. and I appreciated Pinhead. I appreciated that they went for like deeper cuts. I'm sure there were a bunch of other more obvious ones, but I really liked that. Um, like, there's think... a Wednesday Adams in the background. I think <laughs> Is there really? Party. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. funny. So they definitely, they they went in on a lot of that stuff. Apparently they wanted to put, and this is why I was wondering if Ty West, because I know he's tight with these two directors. They wanted to put a poster for X in Tara's room, but then they were like, nah, that's too, that's too on the nose. That's that's too deep of a cut. <laughs> and we don't want to pay A24 to license yeah. this X poster. <laughs> that's probably what it was actually. <laughs> We don't want to Mia Goth is in the background of the Halloween party dressed up <laughs> as old Pearl. I'm in my makeup, bitch. <laughs> now, Mia Goth, that is a horror actress right there, man. That's she right. Is, uh, everybody's all fawning over Jenna Ortega, who's okay. But Mia Goth is the horror darling right That's now. Right. I would agree money. with that. I would agree with Especially that. Especially after Infinity Pool. Holy shit. Yeah, great fucking movie. Dude, I still haven't seen Tom, it. Tom, you have to see I know. it. Please watch it. Gotta I know. see it. It's, it's so good. It's been a busy couple months, but it is it's high up on my watch list. I just need to uh I just need to pull the trigger and watch it ASAP. So I feel like we're kind of coming to the end of our scream review. Do you guys have any final thoughts, last looks, anything you want to say before we close up shop on this and move to the end of the show? I mean, I think for me, uh, this movie landed about where I expected it to. So because of that, you know, there wasn't a high level of disappointment. I think Scream 5, I had more of an emotional reaction to seeing it in theaters, partially because, you know, it was when Dewey dies, uh, the sentimentality that they display towards those old relationships, Dewey and, and Gail and Sydney, And also just the fact that it was kind of like the first time it felt like the beginning of the movie season coming back post COVID. So I was probably a little bit more yeah. like I'm sitting here watching Dewey die in a theater. Like, you know, so <laughs> I, right. it, it elicited a more raw emotional response. And, and this time I didn't expect that, you know, there's been plenty of other movies uh, that have dropped between, you know, last 
January and now. So I feel like the COVID, the post COVID movie awe thing has worn off a little bit. And, uh, you know, I expected it to be about a sixth entry in a franchise, which is, which is where it landed. So. <laughs> I wasn't hey man, mad. by this point, listen, part six is nothing to shake a stick at. By this point, Friday the 13th had Jason lives, which is one of the best Friday movies ever made. I love it. Right. I love it too. I, I mean, I celebrate all those Friday movies, but that one is fucking kick ass. Um, so to me, the bar is high for six, right? I would even say the sixth Fast and the Furious movie was quite good, especially in comparison to now. <laughs> There's some good part six movies out there. Uh, I love so, Halloween six, even though people oh, hell generally yeah. what do you you it. like I to fuck? It. Do you fuck with the producer's cut or the theatrical on that one? You know, it's funny. I alternate which one I watch. So <laughs> if too. I watch, if I watch producer <laughs> cut last, I'll do director. I do think I tend to prefer the because uh, i just have really cool memories of going and seeing that at my local mall cinema when i was same that's know, the one i remember 13. because we were stealing pay-per-view my dad mark knows this. we were stealing pay-per-view and that was like i think from 93 to 96 by the way fbi if you're listening it was 93 <laughs> to 96 and that's when when you had pay-per-view it would just run on one channel so like we had the billy madison channel the child's play three channel basically I remember one of the channels we had was Halloween six. It was always on and that was a theatrical cut. So even though the producer's cut is a far better movie to me, it's, it's the pay-per-view. I I want the pay-per-view version because that's what I grew up with. Well, and the producer's cut suffers from, from a lack of full uh, editing and full continuity. You know, it's it's a little bit chopped up. So if they, if they could have gone back and, and Ridley scotted that thing or whatever, then yeah, maybe the producer's cut would be my go-to, but, theatrical cut for me on halloween six yeah. uh, i'm glad i'm glad to hear you say that though man because there are some good part sixes out there fuck and- yeah it's not a, it's this is not a low bar of entry you have some good part sixes to live up to um this is not easy pickings here like that's part six you know like no radio silence especially for your part seven you gotta fucking bring it okay <laughs> you gotta right. fucking bring it so um it sounds like we're all kind of in varying degrees of on the fence and mark uh, firmly is in the camp of didn't like it. I would say I'm, the I'm characters like, did too many dumb things for me to be like, oh, this is a smart script, you know? Yeah, yeah, like, I know, and I, I can't across, disagree. Like, throw a fucking book at the window or something. They just wrote it. <laughs> oh, when the guy was just that, like screaming. Yeah. I'm yeah, like, they, come on, man. They, like they hit the, they hit them the, they hit on the head with that huge heavy you know, like that old camcorder and then they just run away. Wouldn't you just bash that person's yeah. head in? Yes. And the movie right like, there. Like, why are you letting this person chase Also, you? it's New York. Pull a fire yeah. alarm. If you run out of a building, literally you'll run into 50 people. You could be like, oh my God, this guy upstairs. And yeah. then problem solved, right? <laughs> Push people in your way, like block yourself with yeah. other people. It's not Woodsboro. There is a person every five inches. You can run into someone. That's and actually that, a good point. It's like they made New York City more like Woodsboro than New yes. York City. It just Dude, felt like in New York, you them. can bang on your ceiling and contact the the, uh, the apartment above. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> they would know. They would be like, can you guys shut the fuck up? It sounds like you're being murdered. We're trying to watch Everybody Loves Raymond. Can you guys chill the fuck out? Oh, you God, you are being murdered. Call the police. Yeah. That's what happens. They're making too much noise. File a noise exactly. complaint. Shut this down. Right, yeah. Exactly. And, 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 and that kind of, why why move it to New York then? Why do away with that small town, you know, where there is, there is plenty of places to hide and there is places to not be heard and not be saved. When you're going to stick it in New York, you should be going berserker mode, and they missed the mark there. Yeah, so, they did. They did. Yeah, yeah. I can't yeah. fully – I mean, I would recommend it only for fans of the franchise. I can't blanket recommend and say, everybody go see Scream 6. I think at this point, 
you either know if you're in or not. And, um, and so those people, I would say, right, use caution. We asked on our Instagram, we said, ask us if you've seen the movie. Excuse me, I have to cough. <coughs> I told you, goddamn allergies. Our buddy Jeff asked us, did you scream, smartass? <laughs> Jeff from the Love of Cinema wants to know if we screamed. Did anyone scream during the movie? <laughs> no. I in my audience, someone when they kissed, someone just went ah! as loud as they could <laughs> and scared the shit out of everyone. That's funny. Did people they laugh just trying or were to they like spice yeah, things there's up? There's a lot bit. of laughter out. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> That's weird. That's weird. Um, we got another question from the producer in the booth. Because Tommy was going to be on, and she was like, "I have to ask, what are your fa- what's your favorite slasher of all time?" Oh wow! Well, I'm going to go a little boring here and say uh, it's Halloween, the original '78 yeah. Carpenter Halloween. I will though add that the the movie that I still think has has held up as the scariest, and um, some people would say this isn't a slasher, but I argue that the the, the guy literally slashes is the original Candyman um yeah from, i believe 92 yeah I fucking i love that movie i i enjoyed the fourth one the the reboot that was recently made and i like Candyman too but the first Candyman still sends chills up my spine i yeah. refuse i won't say Candyman in a mirror five times if someone tries to say it near me i'll punch him i promise uh, <laughs> so you know i'd say if if you wanted my easy to guess answer halloween but if you were like wanted to dig deeper Candyman. Wow, dude, good fucking answer. Um, Mark, do you have a favorite slasher? I think I do. I think it would be Martyrs. I don't know if you guys. Mm. And and up until the end, High Tension is really good too. Oh yeah, that movie's But those crazy. Are, these are both foreign entries. I'm not sure if anyone's a huge fan of I hate the French ending of High slasher. Tension. The ending of High Tension made me so mad. I hated that ending, but everything leading fucking up French. to it, like that first part is <laughs> awesome. Goddamn French filmmakers <laughs> always doing dumb shit like that. And, uh, and, and my psycho out, it's actually about a pigeon. Mm. <laughs> hey, fuck you. What happened to the other movie that we were watching? <laughs> Thank you for paying attention. Now go fuck yourself. Eh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> go fuck yourself, Yankee oh. American piece of shit. <laughs> my favorite slasher, again, I don't want to be boring, but I would agree with Tommy. And it's just because I'm a massive John Carpenter fan. It's Halloween every day, all day. But yep. I do want to highlight supernatural slashers. I think Candyman would fit in that group. And I also would give a shout out to Freddy. I think Freddy is technically a slasher. And uh, I just have such a good time with Robert England in that role. And they're some of my favorite movies. They combine all these great gooey physical effects, special effects, and they get very silly, which I love. Um, So I would say it's it's a two-way tie between Halloween and any, oh, any Nightmare on Elm Street movie. That's a good call. We have a voicemail also. I think he's a bit obsessive. (laughs) We have a voicemail from Jeff. I wanted to play this. Jeff from the Love of Cinema. He's our buddy. We love him. Jeff. Jeff. Okay. In fairness, I'm going to, this is full, full on transparency. Jeff left us two voicemails on two different days. One voicemail was all about the Mandalorian, which I'm interested in. I don't know if you two gentlemen would be interested in, but now all this other stuff has happened on Mandalorian. So Jeff's message is kind of out of date. And I don't want to out him because some of his questions or problems may have been answered already, even by his co-hosts on his show. So I'm not, I'm not going to besmirch Jeff 
using like old Jeff clips to make him look like he doesn't know what he's talking about with the Mandalorian. The man knows what he's talking about with the Mandalorian. But I am going to play Jeff's second voicemail because it has something to do not just with Mandalorian, but something else near and dear to our hearts. Here he is, Jeff. Okay, it's me. I feel bad about the last voicemail I sent because it's very negative on the Mandalorian, even though I still believe it. And I feel bad about the space whales. Dave just fucking ripped my ass all open talking about these goddamn space whales. And apparently I needed to read a dissertation about other fucking Star Wars shows to know that the space whales are important. I need to do homework before I see the Star Wars show now in order for it to be good. That's a, that's a sign of a good show. The more homework you do, see, still gotta be the a, more you'll still know gotta be a dick going about, on. About Mandalorian. So the Wikipedia page of the show is better than what I saw. But it doesn't matter. It's not what I'm calling. I'm calling because I performed at a senior center in Florida, and everybody was talking about 80 for Brady. <laughs> yeah. First of all, my mom, 60, and her mom, my grandma, who is 80, and they're from Connecticut, just close to Boston, where the New England Patriots played, they went and saw 80 for Brady on opening weekend together. I loved it. <laughs> everybody in the senior place in Florida, they, they were calling it the Brady Show. <laughs> one woman said it was the best show she's, she's seen in a long time. Wow. The Brady Show. So these seen, man, you know what? Not every movie's for you. All right? Sometimes they didn't make 80 for Brady for you or for us. I know you wanted us to cover it. <laughs> Not our target demo either. But I bet you it would have been, been great. And we would have told you to shove it. <laughs> Sometimes they make movies for people who don't. Watch Psycho Goreman and Creature <laughs> from the Fucking Lagoon. Fishbuck. OG Fishbuck. <laughs> Holy shit. Jeff from Love of Cinema, we love you. We thank that was you. That's amazing. I also want to say, we, so if you're not caught up on, on all that, I for weeks had been campaigning and harassing Love of Cinema to review 80 for Brady because I thought it would be <laughs> hilarious. Because they're like a very serious show. Like they review movies like women talking and they Oscars do it very seriously. They talk about the Oscars. <laughs> they're like real cinephiles, right? Right. And we love them though. They get down and they have fun and they come on the show and they have a fucking blast and they'll they'll rock some trash movies like nobody's business. But their <laughs> bread and butter week to week is they're reviewing things that are cultured, right? Um and I was being a troll and thought it was funny to insist that <laughs> Love of Cinema would cover 80 for Brady. And they never did. They did do a prank on their show where they made it look like I have that on our Instagram. You can go check it out at the Matt Mark Movie Show. Just look at our feed. It's in our reels where like they started a love of cinema as if they were about to review 80 for Brady and they did it just for us. They changed it, which was <laughs> fucking horrible. They reviewed something else important that I was like, God damn it. Just talk about 80 for Brady. But uh, I love that Jeff had to call in about fucking 80 for Brady. <laughs> you see, That's man, funny. people love 80 for Brady. You guys missed the boat, love of cinema. You could have been in on that shit from the ground floor, <laughs> but you missed it. You missed it. Um, we want to thank Jeff for calling in. We have one more message, not a voicemail. This is a message on our Insta. He has not written in in months. I thought this guy had died or had stopped listening to the show. And that's Ben motherfucking H. Oh, wow. He's back. Damn. The slasher movie brought Ben H out of listener retirement, I think. Really, Ben H is like a ghost face. He's in a shed. <laughs> He's waiting. He's the next ghost face. Just waiting for his moment. Yeah. Matt gets for the stabbed. Next ghost. <laughs> That's right. He comes out right now from the side of my screen and stabs me. <laughs> he said, Ben H says, hold on, let me get, let me make sure I quote him correctly. 
Ben H says nervous. <laughs> I am very nervous because now I'm expecting him to come out of the wall like the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> the giant knife. <laughs> Here he goes. <laughs> this is so this is so Ben H. <laughs> Why no Oscar for Scream? <laughs> that's what he said. That's his only that's his only message. That's it. Why no uh, and there's Shit. no punctuation, there's no question mark. I don't know how he's saying it, but he says, why no Oscar for Scream? So if anyone at the Academy gets stabbed, it's Ben H. <laughs> ben H is doing. <laughs> One of our listeners who only we have cracked the code. months later for Scream. We have cracked the code. Why no Oscar for Scream? Now, is he talking about Scream 6? Because it's the new one and that's what the post is about? Or is he talking about <laughs> Scream 1? Or is he talking about Scream 5? Because technically there was no number there and they just left it as Scream. It's just known as fan communities as Scream 2022. To me, it sounded like Scream 5 since we're in Oscar season right now. Oh, that's and, right. That would have been last know? year's movie. You're right. Yeah. So that's I think good that, detective work, actually. And, 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 and to do a little more detective work, I'd say <laughs> Scream 5 didn't get an Oscar because of uh, obvious reasons. But, you know, uh, I think Top Gun and, and everything everywhere all at once. And they probably. Had <laughs> oh, no. Now bit. you've put a target on Tom Cruise's back. Tommy. Now Ben That's H true. is going to go after Tom Cruise. How Please will we get our Mission Tom Impossible Cruise. movies then? That's the one thing that Tom Cruise can't survive. He doesn't survive Ben H. He, he's like, <laughs> he's jumped out of planes. He's gone supersonic and shit. He doesn't survive one of our tower, listeners. The, the, one stunt, the one stunt he can't get by. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> No, please don't please don't kill tom cruise please don't kill tom cruise. His breaks. <laughs> dude that's what they should do the next scream seven ghost face the mask should come off and it should be tom cruise there you go. <laughs> then i would believe he can lift people up you could be like god damn did you see ghost face jumping out of a helicopter yeah well because then you could you could tom do cruise. things like that you could have ghost face jumping off the water tower in town and like you could have him <laughs> right. doing stunts and it'd be like why is he doing this and then when you see that it's tom cruise later you're like why oh, is yeah. he doing these x sense. games level stunts <laughs> then he just and takes over like... the franchise and the whole thing just becomes stunt work <laughs> yep <laughs> fuck mm -hmm. it ghost face no longer wears a mask he's unmasked all the it's just tom cruise doing stunts that's all it is that's all it is. It just always reverts to Tom Cruise doing stunts. Uh, we want to thank everybody for listening to another episode of the Matt and Mark Movie Show. I want to thank our guest and good buddy Tommy Nuggets for appearing with us. Tommy, you, let sir. the people know where they can find you. Don't let yeah, Ben so H. We... know where he can literally find <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, let people know where they can find you on the uh, internet. We'll keep this vague then. Uh, no specific <laughs> locations involved. Um, you can find us on anywhere you cast Spotify, uh, Apple podcasts, pretty much if, if they play podcasts, you can find check this shit out a movie podcast there. Um, we haven't dropped any apps in a while. I've been dealing with some stupid, I had COVID uh, a little bit ago and I I'm glad you're okay, that. by the way, I'm glad you're yeah, back from that. Thank you. It, it hit me twice. It's funny. Cause, Jeez, um, when, when you and I recorded the Megan episode, I was starting to feel like a little shitty and I thought it was, you know, just a cold or whatever. And it went away after like a week. And then it came back a few weeks later and I actually tested positive for COVID then. So Fuck. it got me twice um, and kind of set me back. And then I've just been really busy with, with stuff with my business. And then I've been dealing with a few other getting old. So just dealing with other stupid like health issues and trying to you know take care of that stuff and not focus uh 
as much on the podcasting front as I am on the, the health aspect. But um, yep, yep. That, that being said, if you're listening to this app and you're a Scream nerd, one of my favorite episodes that we've ever done uh, is a Scream one through four franchised episode. And um, that is available anywhere you cast. I still think it's a great app. It did come out before the fifth movie did. So anything I say about Scream 5 and that is just, you know, conjecture and hearsay speculation but uh it's an awesome episode for fans of the og scream movies i put my ghost face voice on a bunch of times i quote the shit out of the movies i just i just nerd out for two hours dude your friend and, and your franchise apps are some of my favorites like your child's play franchise app, i think is my favorite thing you've ever done just because i love those movies and it's great to have a companion piece if you're re-watching this series um to go back and like i was literally like Every day I would watch a Child's Play movie. This was like, I think last summer, maybe. I'd watch a Child's Play and then I'd listen to the segment of Tommy's franchise about it. And right nice. as he would go into the sequel, I would pause and be like, all right, see you tomorrow. And then I would watch the next one and then listen to that. They are great companions. So even if you are doing a Scream rewatch and you're doing one through four, you should definitely do that franchise. It's so fun because you learn a lot with Tommy. He has fun with it. It's really great. Well, thank you for that. Those are some of the episodes I've had the most fun doing, uh, just, you know, covering shit from scratch all the way up to, you know, whatever the most recent is. And and Scream is one of those franchises that I don't think they've made a bad movie yet in the franchise. Um, sure, some some fare, you know, better than others. But uh, I think all six Scream movies have merits and are entertaining and good to watch whenever you're in the mood to see someone get fucking gutted and, and slashed up. So, um, but yeah, we, we haven't been super active with the show lately. We are going that soon, but we, we stay somewhat active on, on social media, on Instagram. You can find us there at CTSO with Tommy nuggets. We like to uh, chat with our buddies, Matt and Mark on there a lot. Sometimes that's the only day I even get on to Insta man, see what you guys are up to and a few other <laughs> friends out there. Oh, we are um, flattered. We are flattered. Yeah. But that's, that's where we're at, man. And we love, you know, I'll probably be back on as a guest with you guys before I have a new fucking episode drop. But uh, <laughs> our old ones are out there and, and and we're still over here collecting and watching and nerding out. So come check yeah. us out. And definitely follow Tommy on Insta as well. He's a yeah, great follow, sure. especially if you're a physical media guy, a horror guy. You know me, man. I love your I love your horrorthon stuff. I can't wait for Horrorthon 2023. That's my shit. Oh, me neither, uh, brother. But we will definitely have Tommy on numerous times before then for him to 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 hawk that out. Um, and for you guys to catch up on all his previous horathons and previous franchised eps. As for us, again, hit us up at the Patreon. It's in the show notes, patreon.com slash the Matt and Mark movie show. Digital codes, get your fucking screen grabs in. The first person gets to pick Mask of Zorro or Air Force One. It could be you, Antonio Banderas fan. If you get here quickly, if you fuck around, you're going to be stuck on Air Force One. So just saying that. <laughs> That's it for me and Mark. Mark, thank you again. Thanks for having me. We're doing on. another episode on Tommy. It was great uh, talking to you again. I love seeing you guys. I love talking shop with you guys any anytime. Wait, what happened? Did you guys say Mask of Zorro? Yes. <laughs> no, no, sorry, no. Oh, I thought I was the first one to put in my vote. No, I'm sorry. We're not reviewing <laughs> that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was the producer in the booth. Uh, we're not reviewing. <laughs> we're giving it away. 
Uh, and you can tell her she needs to write a three star review, <laughs> at least three stars, and get it in <laughs> yeah. quickly. And get that email screenshot. that screenshot. Yeah, don't yeah. just show the producer it to you. in the just booth and Tommy both That's win. Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Air Force One and Mask of Zorro. Uh, <laughs> so there we go. And uh, yeah, enter for your chance to win a digital code from one of those two movies. That's it for us. Thank you, Mark. As always, always a pleasure, my friend. We should reveal to the people what we're gonna do next week. Because people have been wanting to know, are we going to talk about Shazam oh. 2? Are we going to talk about 65? This is no. Be better. No, we're not talking about any of those. You know what we're doing? <laughs> we're doing Get Prepped. <gasps> we haven't done a Get Prepped since we did the first Scream for the new Scream last year. We're doing another Get Prepped, our second ever Get Prepped starts next week. We know what we're getting prepped for, Mark? Fucking John Wick Chapter 4. I and we're getting prepped watching wait. all three John Wicks. That's what we're going to be discussing next week. Watch along with us. So we're going to fucking talk some John Wick and get fucking hyped. That's going to be an awesome episode. Goddamn right. And oh, then the yeah. next week, to finish that out, we're going to be reviewing John Wick Chapter 4. So next two weeks, it's all John Wick all the time on this show. Because that's what we want to talk about. And that's what it is. I, I don't know if we'll ever see, see Shazam 2. Maybe. I, I don't know. Who cares? It's who gives John a shit Wick. at this point? I don't care. I'd rather just rewatch the John Wick movies. I think they look so exactly. fun. I can't wait. That fucking 4K set has been staring me down since you and me talked ten- about it. Oh wait, is it still sealed? It's still sealed. Oh shit! That's why <laughs> this is perfect. It's still yeah. sealed. It's been it- sitting glistening on my shelf, like waiting for me. Like now, John John Wick week is approaching. You can oh, you me. need to get some shots of you cutting that open. Just baby. fucking freshly slicing yeah. it open. You know what I do? I pussy out ASMR. and just watch them on Peacock. Yeah. I couldn't bother to open it. That's how much of a is, nerd I am. It's still mint on shelf. Uh, is it the purple tin set? Like it's the, the purple tin steel oh, book. Oh, shit. I got that the too, glowing man. cover. Um, so there's, but awesome. I did notice that Peacock has them all. Oh, Matt's listen, not gonna, let's take bets on if Matt's going to open up this set. Tommy, what I do you cannot think? guarantee that I won't I watch them on hold Peacock. Off. I, I would open the set. <laughs> I actually ordered that set before I had a 4K TV, and I oh, couldn't shit. watch uh, the third movie because it wouldn't play <laughs> in my Xbox Series X. Uh, I had to buy, dude, I had to go buy a fucking Panasonic 4K player just to play a few movies like Oh, that's John right. Wick Microsoft 3. was dumb and they didn't have a Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well their their blu-ray player won't, won't play like 100 gig discs or not all of them yeah that's weird garbage. you know that's weird it's whatever yeah fucking Xbox. um so yeah i cannot guarantee <laughs> that i won't be watching these all on peacock i'm sorry i'm gonna bet matt watches it on peacock dude i might I'm get a- crazy man and open that steel book are you trying thought- to keep it dude pristine? even even me just saying that just now when i imitated ripping the plastic my heart like skip the breaks your heart and I <laughs> felt, it's so felt weird i was like i don't think i should do this <laughs> like, yeah don't do anything you don't want to do matt do what you want right. to do man that's right thank you don't thank let you anybody for that. pressure you so next week baba yaga comes to the matt and mark movie show john wick chapters one through three we get prepped that's it for us we're out of here peace peace